Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's clear it out and that'll do it. The Jets have won the game. They've shut out the Blues. Shoots and scores. And the Vegas Golden Knights have defeated the St. Louis Blues. Three seconds to go and uh, this one's going to come to an end. Islanders beat the Blues. And now for something completely different. 25 saves in the game for Bennington. And as the buzzer sounds, you can bring out the Zamboni. Jordan Bennington in his first career NHL start shuts out the Philadelphia Flyers 3 to nothing. Happy We Win Blues Day. Brooke Grimsley, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, and we are joined in studio by Blues Chairman Tom Stillman, who, in the chair that you're sitting in, you came in with uh, Bernie Miklas and Michelle Smallman in January of 2019 and said, I think that we can turn this around. Oh, here we Let's you, get your headphones yeah. fixed. Okay, we got it. Uh, and, and so Tom was yeah, was on in the morning. I remember that day yeah. I was in here, wasn't that? Yeah, and, and so we I was doing the afternoon show with Brad Thompson and uh, I think Chris Ranji, and we, we played the cut where you said, yeah, I think we can turn things around. I think we can do some really good things. And BT, Brad Thompson, in his inimitable way, says, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but Tom Stillman was right, and the Blues won the Stanley Cup. First of all, thanks for stopping by, and happy We Win Blues Day. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Okay, was that just blind optimism, or did you feel it? Um, just to be clear on on what I what I what I meant that day was not that we were going to go on. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, pointing to the fence and saying, you know, we're going to win the cup. I felt uh, I genuinely felt that we had a much better roster and that they weren't playing well and that they they would get better. And you know, a lot of that. At that time, a lot of the assessment that was going on was, you know, we, we, you know, Doug and his group and everything made these decisions on these players. And, you know, were we just off? Are they? And, and we just looking back, we thought, no, the, you know, those were good decisions. We look back at them. These are good players. They have a lot of character. And, and so they would get better. Now, I, I don't claim to have predicted what happened. <laughs> I wasn't predicting that. Tom, take some credit. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You know, I just, I, I can't claim that. Yeah. Tom, we were just talking about just that run. That was my first season covering the Blues. I picked a good season to yeah, cover the Blues, right? And it, it was just amazing seeing them go from literally the worst in the NHL to the best. And there, it felt like all the stars were aligning from this group. Was there a specific moment or game or situation that you could point to or look back to where you were like, I, I knew that there was something very, very special about this group, that they could pull that off? I don't know if there was one time. It was actually before we reached bottom that they actually started playing better. You know, late November and into December, they started playing better and you could 
you know, you could start to see, you know, something's coming here. <clears throat> At that point, it didn't feel like, you know, it was something special or anything like that. Um, but then going through that spring, at, at some point they had changed so dramatically that, you know, on any game night, you just felt, we might not win, but we are going to play well. You, you, you know, the team, you developed a trust in the team that they're going to do it tonight. Maybe the puck might go the wrong way and we might lose, but they, they were going to play well. They would come together. And, you know, it was, I, I, I guess it was sometime later in that spring when, you know, you realize that they had kind of reached this nirvana of mm-hmm. pro sports yeah. in which everybody is, you know, all, all, all the cliches. Everybody's playing for each other. Everybody has kind of sub- subordinated themselves to the, the team effort and um, not thinking about individual stats, but just thinking about their teammates and, you know, and the ultimate uh, goal. And it, it's, it's, it's hard to reach with pros. And, but they, 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 they got there, and that's what did it. Was there a point at, at any time? I know during the season it's tough, and, and right after you win the, uh, the Cup, it's a little bit tough to, I guess, process everything. But were there, was there a point in that summer where it really hit you like, oh, my goodness, we are Stanley Cup champions, the thing that you thrive and, and work for the entire season, we were, able, actually, we were actually able to do that? Yeah, there there were some times like you you are right during the run, yeah, and especially the final, it was dreamlike, mm-hmm. um, and, and it still is in a lot of ways. You know, it just right. did that really happen? Did you know? Did those goals go? In? Were we on the ice afterward? Um, one time, it, you know, probably the first time it really hit me was, you know, after we scored our fourth goal mm-hmm. in Game Seven, um, and I was there. Our, our whole family was there, and we were just, you know, pretty emotional. And this uh, security guard, Boston security guard, mm-hmm. came up to me, came down the steps, and said, "Mr. Stillman, it's time <laughs> <laughs> to go down to the ice." You know, to a celebration that I had watched how many times yeah. in my life, yeah. and you think, yeah. "What?" You know, and, you know, I guess there were a lot of times after that when, especially when you see the cup with everybody's names on mm-hmm. it, that, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, the ring ceremony, uh, obviously the parade. All right. Thank you. Um, more, but, more fun, the parade, or actually seeing and touching that Stanley Cup for the first time? Uh, they were both fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, seeing and touching the cup and knowing we were taking it. Um, was about as yeah. much, and it's funny that you know I remember thinking that night especially. It is a very like territorial thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Chiefs pregame talk was we're taking that home with mm-hmm. us, you know. And you conquer and you and you grab a piece of hardware and metal and you take it on the plane. Mm. And and really, the, that was just one of the most special times. That two and a half hours. You know, in this yeah. tube flying through the air with just this, you know, fairly small group. And you keep the cup. It's right there. Yeah. It's there. And it's getting passed up. It's just, it's, especially after, you know, growing up and seeing 
all the celebrations right. for so many years to see to be in the middle of that was just hard to hard to fathom <laughs> the blues chairman tom stillman with us in the opening drive on 101 espn i'm sure you've been thanked by the guys a million times but i was talking to mike zook last week and it, your alumni here in st louis are so appreciative of the way that they were included in the entire celebration that must make you feel great that they and guys that Al McInnes gave blood, sweat, and tears. Al told me one time that his greatest regret in hockey was not winning a Stanley Cup as a player here in St. Louis. And so for those guys to be included meant so much to them. And that must mean a lot to you to know that they really felt it. Well, they, you know, the franchise was built, um, you know, in large part through their efforts. I mean, a lot of what a franchise is is its legacy, you know, of players and coaches and all that have gone before. So, you know, our feeling was that, you know, they had earned being part of that. They had, they had helped us, you know, played a big part in our getting there. And uh, they obviously play a, a big part in the history of the franchise. Oh, Schwartz shoots, he scores! Thomas off the wall, shoots, and it's in. Let's they go. score! It's the St. Louisan, Pat Maroon. Bring out the Zamboni. Pat Maroon just put the city on his shoulders, and he sends him to the conference finals. I dare you, meet up with me, Sanford. Jay Bowmeister knocked it down, and O'Reilly sends Perron down the left wing. He'll go into the corner with it. Stick handle off the wall. He centers, they shoot, they score! Zach Sanford, the Salem, Massachusetts native, just put the Blues on top four to nothing. Glory, Gloria, Gloria. It's We Went Blues Day. The Blues winning the Stanley Cup four years ago today. And the Blues chairman, Tom Stillman, kind enough to join us in studio. Kerry, Brooke, and Randy. Okay, out of all those highlights, I, you, you, the, the chuckle where you, where you were a little vocal was when Maroon scored in Game 7 against Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that, that series, that game, was the by far the tensest moment of the whole run. Um, even more so than going into Game Seven in Boston. I mean, just I guess I remember. You remember, we we dominated that game in 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 regular time, and then it started to swing the other way, and the Jamie Ben wrap around <laughs> and all. And you know, we could have been sitting here, thinking, well. Boy, we came up short that year, and what do we have to do? <laughs> Just everything turned on that one, on that one moment. So. And I mentioned this to Curbs this morning, Tom. It's so fragile. We saw what happened with San Jose. We saw what happened with Nashville when they went to the finals. Uh, sometimes you don't get the the opportunity. Have you, have you ever thought about that? That whether it was a Game Seven against Dallas or Game Seven against uh, a Boston, if we didn't win, man, it'd be so disappointing. And, you know, probably franchise change, because just take that example. If we had lost in the second round, we just thought, well, you know, that was pretty good. But, you know, I guess we got to make some changes because we didn't get there. And that's, you know, inches, you know, a Ben wraparound not going in and Thomas, you know, circling out of the corner, putting that high shot and getting the rebound. I mean, but 
We did. History <laughs> win. Yeah, we went blues. Yeah. Well, and even too, you just talk about Pat Maroon, the hometown hero story. That had to be one of my favorites as well. Just seeing, did you think that whenever you guys signed him and brought him in on a one-year contract, that that would be the end result with him bringing him back home to St. Yeah, Louis? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm trying to give you credit here for that, right? But it was just such a great story. It wasn't. It, it was a great story, and. Um, if you remember that year, he was he was tough to move once you got inside the dots. You couldn't you couldn't get the puck away from him. You couldn't move him, and uh, you know he he worked hard to be in that situation. It, it, it did add another you know a great element, a St. Louis local element. Tom, you kind of lit up a little bit when you talked about that plane trip home. I remember we won the Super Bowl. Mike, and, and the, the visuals are what I always remember. Mike Tomlin talked about kissing and touching the sticky Lombardi. It's <laughs> sticky from all of the yeah. fingerprints yeah. and people yeah. kissing it. And, and so when you get that Stanley Cup, it's, it's probably that same feeling. Like it's on the plane, it's next to you, you're passing it around. But I could just see it in your eyes. It, it just, the memories, it's almost like it just happened yesterday. It feels that real to you. That it was just like this, almost a religious experience. Yeah, being, yeah. Know, in the in the air, you know, slicing <laughs> through. And you know, we we'd also it's like you get out of get out of Boston, and there's you know, they're concerned about what's going to happen to the bus. You, police escort leaving, and all this. And then, as I remember, we got to the uh, terminal, you know, the and we all got on this, you know, little bus that went out to the uh, to the plane and the guys were rocking this thing. It was just you know, rocking back and forth and back and forth. It was and then to get on and, and the doors close up and it's only, you know, whatever it was, fifty people taking the cup, yeah. you know, back to our territory. Yeah. Um and, and like I said, see, you know, at one point somebody just stuck it in, in my hands as I'm sitting. It was one of my favorite yeah. photos of the whole time. And, you know, O'Reilly and Maroon lining them. It was just, it was very special. Yeah. Hey, Tom, what have the last couple of weeks been like for you as you texted with Darren Pang knowing that he might leave? And we've seen the, the emotional fallout. And Blues fans are an emotional group, a passionate group anyway. But you are a Blues fan and you're a Panger fan. So what, what was that process like for you? Uh, it's been tough because you know I'm I'm not only a, a a panger fan you know on the air but you know I consider him a friend and uh, you know love seeing him love being around him you know we have a ritual of my uh, rubbing his bald head before big games and <laughs> um, so and I and I just think he brought tremendous kind of energy and enthusiasm as well as you know. Great analysis to our games. <clears throat> At the same time, you know, he got to allow. You got to. People have to pursue opportunities, and and you know that's a heck of an opportunity for him. And it you know it doesn't help that you know the financial situation of the you know of our RSN and the, all the other associated ones. So, and I'm happy for him on that front, but you know I'll miss I'll miss having him around as, as a friend and as part of our broadcast. Yeah, what was that conversation like with Panger? Because as you mentioned, too, a lot of people probably don't understand what all goes into the RSNs and how this all kind of plays out. Um, at this point, Panger felt like he was going to get too emotional to talk yet, so we've mm. communicated by text and we're going to talk later. Mm. Yeah, He's an emotional guy, what he's saying about St. Louis 
is all very true. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he's going to this opportunity, and it's a great one. But I, I think he really loved it here in St. Louis, the fans and the people, and the town, and, and, and also the you know the community of people he was involved with. You know, around the blues. Tom, a lot of uh, people are excited about what next season is going to hold. Got some draft picks, maybe do some things in free agency. What can you? Ex- what do you expect from this team going into next season? Well, you know, part of that is going to uh, depend on exactly what we do. You know, over the next you know, four weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I can say Doug has has said that you know it'd be very surprising if we didn't take our you know, our early pick, the, the 10 pick. But it's, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen with the others and what other transactions, you know, could happen. And I'm not saying, I, I mean that. We don't know yet right. because that's a process that, you know, on the amateur side, pro scouts are all building toward making their list and mm-hmm. making their assessments and making their final work. On the pro side, they're looking around the league, what might be here, what might be available, what, uh, you know, analyzing each team, what they might want to do. So, and <laughs> as I've learned, and, and, and this has been tough to learn for a, a person short on patience, <laughs> is that it, you know, the NHL is very much deadline driven. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's not procrastination. People are working their asses off all the right. whole time, but it comes and, you know, it works the process and, you know, it's ready, right. you know, to go close to the, the time that the action takes place. So at this play, time, you know, you, you don't know. I mean, we could make some transactions that make us, keep us more competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we could be doing things that say, well, that puts that off for a couple of years, but really, really help us a lot. You know, so right. it, it's a little unclear right now. I think either way we'll be competitive. Um, I, don't, I don't think we'll be considered one of the elite teams, but I think we'll still be competitive in our division. As you uh, watch the Stanley Cup Finals, and you've got Barbie and Petro with Vegas, and you've got Matthew Kachuk, who we all know well because he's, he was around the rink for such a long time, and he's a St. Louis, and it's pretty cool to see the St. Louis flavor still there on the NHL's biggest stage. It really is. It really is. Um, and, you know, it, it's also sort of bittersweet because, um, you know, a couple of guys that were with us and had a big part in making today a big day, um, you know, they're playing for another team. It, it sure is fun to see Barbershev, and, and not only his physical play. I mean, he's playing on a top line, and he is—he's making a, a real contribution. It's fun to see. As I, we were saying during the break, I'm—I uh, love watching Matthew play, and he's such a good young man. I—I I, I hate to see him, you know, hurt and not being able to play to his best right now. But yeah. he's such a horse; he'll—he'll—he'll—he'll he'll, he'll, he'll work through it. And speaking of kind of young rising stars, you have Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo locked in. What do you see the future with those two? I I think the future is very bright for both of them. Um, you know, and and that's reflected in in you know the decision we made last year to sign them to long term deals. I think those deals are going to look pretty great um, as they as they go on. You know, they've both shown tremendous ability. Um, I know people like to get on Cairo for defensive laps, but uh, you know that 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 ain't the first time. You know that's been the case with a 
top skilled player and players mature and they and they learn. I mean, they're both really outstanding players. If the draft were that their drafts were held today, you know, the, the redrafts that have been done yeah. place them <laughs> a hell of a lot higher uh, in the order than they were at the time. So, you know, I have high hopes and a lot of confidence in both of them. Hey, Tom, uh, one last thing here. Tom Stillman, the Blues chairman, with us. You've shown yourself to be a, a willing participant with Blues fans, very trustworthy, just kind of a, a state of the franchise. How do you feel about where you are from a business, from a hockey perspective right now? Uh, I'd say from a business perspective, you know, I, I feel like over oh, the first, you know, eight years of our time, we really stabilized the, the the franchise financially, put it on strong ground, uh, you know, very different from what it had been. Um, I think the uh, <clears throat> the COVID um, issues, you know, created a wrinkle in that because you're ending up taking on some debt that you didn't want to take on. But we've gotten through that and, and uh, you know, our, our revenues have been really strong under Chris Zimmerman and Steve Chapman have really, really stepped that up. Um, the the RSN issue creates a bit of a, um, you know, a question mark. I don't think it's a long-term one. I think it's a short-term one um, because ultimately, you know, a solution will be found that um, that will, you know, largely replace that, that revenue. Um, I mean, the other thing that looking forward as the, you know, as, as all the agreements under the CBA with the players that were entered into with COVID after they, their debt is paid down and all that, the cap is going to start to rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, questions whether there's going to be an agreement to moderate it uh, so it grows a little more gradually or whether it'll just pop up. Either way, that means, you know, we as a smaller market team still have to keep up. So, you know, it's it, it's always like a, a moving target. We, you know, we keep increasing revenue. We keep doing things the business side does to improve our revenue. But that, that just continues because we have to keep up with markets like Toronto and New York to be able to compete and, you know, put a, you know, a, a, a cap roster on the ice. Yeah. And how much do you love the morning show on your radio flagship? <laughs> <laughs> More than I can say. Really. Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> I really it's been, it's, it has been, it's been a great partnership with you guys and, 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 and 101 and Hubbard. So we're, we're very happy with that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Happy. We win blues day. Uh, thank you very you much. Thankful that Holly said that. <laughs> yes. And, yes. <laughs> uh, and thank you for celebrating it. We were, Really appreciate it. We enjoy it. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Tom Stillman, the Thank Blues you. Chairman, with Thanks. us on 101 ESPN.